just acting up show. This is our 10th episode. Man, this is about to be like 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. In this thing. Man, this has been amazing. It's been a journey. Getting some guests up in here. I'm your host, James, a.k.a. Joffy. Let's not forget who also is here. We have Mike in the building. Mike, say what's up to the good people in the world, man. What's up? That's what's up, man. And we also have Chris. Big Chris, say what's up. What's up, what's up, people? How y'all living? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? That's the show. We about to go ahead and get into it. Welcome. Sit back, watch, and enjoy. Let's go ahead and get into this real quick. Politics. There's really, man, only thing really going on in the politics world, man, is uh, we have been stimulated. Some people got it, some people has not. I got, not my account got stimulated. I got it like uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, man. Yeah. Talking about where the money reside. Man, Joe's, Joe coming through with it, man. He, uh, like like I said last show, man, we, we all know that these, if Democrats or Republicans, whoever is in office, you're not always gonna get to do everything that you set out to do. You just hope that they can with good intentions. You know, you're not gonna please everybody. But so far, Joe is uh, Joe kind of on a roll, man, with the uh, with the stimulus and also with the what the student loans. He yeah yeah Joe's on a roll. So I, yeah. I tried to look that up to see if that was true. Yeah, um, is it true? I didn't see too many too many people say too much about it, but right. That, I know that was one of his big major things that he was um, when campaigning when he got elected. So yeah. um, he's living up to everything that he that he said that he was gonna put on the table when he got when he became president. So mm. he's working. He's he's grinding. He's grinding. So mm-hmm. he's, yeah. he is grinding. He's going forward, man. Like you know, I think what it is, he's really trying to. He's setting the tone, and, and he's trying to show like, hey, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I said. I'm trying to do. Let's knock out these first, and whatever else comes next, let's just go. Because you know you gotta watch. It's it's a lot of stuff. A lot of people, <laughs> billions yeah. of people yeah. here. So it takes a good minute. And they're already talking about the a fourth one, a fourth I, stimulus. I'm like, okay, bring it on. Oh <laughs> yeah, I just saw that right before we got on the show. I I was the, I'm not sure if it was this one or probably the next one. That one they're looking to try to set up people with kids or families to have a reoccurring. Uh, some type of reoccurring stimulus, uh, mm. but it's much smaller. But the reoccurring will be, you know, something to kind of help families out. Man, here you go. This, this is what it is right here. Get back on the phone with your, with your ex, baby. My, hey, baby, uh, we we finna work some things out. You heard what, what Joe about to do, right? Yeah, Joe. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe said he, he. Yeah, we need to look. We're gonna work this out. Claim it on both turn. Yeah, that's what we about. To, that's what you gonna say. Hell no, nah. <laughs> Them kids on this go round, they got didn't they get like fourteen hundred as well? Fourteen hundred. Yeah. kids. My, yeah, my fourteen hundred in their sleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> go. That's where you go. Look, hug your son, Mike. Go like, come here, boy. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> fourteen hundred oh, sleep right now. Yeah, boy. Like, and what, what you, you get, Chris? <laughs> I got a cousin. Oh, I got a cousin <laughs> One of my cousins just had a baby like last month, so he just missed the boat. Oh man! He's like, ah, oh, what? You know, just like ah, too slow. Man, too slow. Should have came out soon. 
Like, boy, girl, we would have got down sooner. <laughs> like, God, dog. Damn. Yeah, about to be some some ex-dudes and some ex-couples uh, about to get back together. Say, you know, we've been a pandemic. You know, we've been struggling. You know, you say you want to love somebody. You need more in your family. You know, let me let me talk to you real quick what, what Joe got set up for us. We get some more babies up in here, man. So yeah, it might come in time enough for the fourth one, I guess. I don't know, but you know, it, it was that was that was nice for the fourteen hundred yeah. for the kids, you know. Yeah. All jokes aside, though, it's a lot of people that need it. Yeah, it is. It really is. So a reoccurring is is something that because this is still a lot of people that still without a job. We are the blessed few. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Not gonna lie about that, man. We are. So, whoever has been stimulated, um, I can't tell you what to do with your money. If you want, you know, blow your money on crab legs and crawfish, that's the eight. You want to spur eight? That's, that's your money, man. That's your, your money. money. That's your hey, money. That's that's what you want to do. You know, just I will say, just make sure you use it wisely, because I don't know what it is. Every time with tax season come around, man, I'm like, yes, I got that extra. I don't really. I'm more of like, I try to get it done early because I don't want to worry about it. Just get it done. So I have to, you know, worry about it and have to wait in these long lines or whatever, or just wait. And if when it comes, it comes. Mm-hmm. But there are some moments or like every freaking time when I get my that extra money, something comes up. Mm-hmm. Just something. Like your, your car, no, your car, something will break down. Something in the house or whatever will break down. And like, God dog it, man. Like, so. Again, God dog. Yeah, man. Like, man, I saw a post the other day when somebody said, I finally got this large amount of money. This car better shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> Red little check engine light, come on. Like, like, nah, you better shut your ass up. You, you ain't getting none of this extra cash, man. Got to be more careful. Got to be. Got to, to be, man. What y'all think about the Estevito? The boy making it, the boy uh, said last year, he loved Houston, walking in the crowd with us and everything. I mean, he did what he had to do, but that boy said, let me go s- 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 slide on over here to uh, to Miami. Mm. Well, a lot of players going to Miami these days. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people going to Miami these days. Got the <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, you know, we, 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 I mean, I think he was okay as a chief yeah. here. Um, and, and that allowed, now we have a black police uh, chief. Mm-hmm. Was his name Troy Finner? Yeah, I hope yeah. I pronounced that last name right. Troy Finner. Been getting some uh, good reviews about the guy. I haven't dug deep into it and saw it yet, but I know they said that he's been the executive assistant under current HPD chief uh, of under Estevito. Uh, 31 years on the force, 1990. So I've been hearing some good things about the brother. That's what's up. Yeah, man. We never yeah. had a black police chief. I'm not sure. I don't think, I don't know. Nothing I don't know. Oh, it's that Carl Winslow I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> that boy Carl. Carl didn't play, man. Carl was that, that TV dad, bro. He'll let you know. He'll sit you down and get out the little, what's that little dramatic violin music while he give you like a little little good stern talking to? Now look, I done told you. <laughs> or, or is that Virgil from The Heat of the Night? Uh oh! <laughs> Not too many people know about that boy. In the heat of the night, I remember that. My grandma used to watch that. That's why I was just gonna say my grandma and my mom used to watch that. Yeah, man, that was that was it. 
that was brutal to watch as a kid. I was falling asleep on that every time. Man. Trying to watch that with your, with people, but yeah, okay, nah. <laughs> <laughs> when Ghostbusters come on. They, I know, you, you right? Not, and if they fall asleep while watching, you better not turn that channel either. <laughs> That's when TV used to go off though back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go off, you hear the, the, the national anthem. Yeah. And it'd be off. When you wake yeah. up, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that, man. Now you fall asleep on Netflix. And if you uh now they got this option if you if you hit that little that little notification saying don't ask me no more, it'll just play the whole <laughs> episode. You wake up, you're like on the tenth episode or something like the, the, the tenth season of the tenth episode, like you oh go, shit. You gotta go back and find where was you at? What episode yeah. was I on? Let me yeah. see. Okay, I already did that all was happening, you know. Yeah. Are you still watching? Yeah, you still watch. Oh my gosh, we um, but pretty much, yeah, Chris. I'm sorry, man. We got. I don't want to talk about it either, but we got to. Uh, I don't know what's going on over there on, on Katie. Um, I mean, Kirby, not Katie, Kirby, 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 Kirby Drive off of sixteen. Yeah, right there, the NR, NRG. What? I mean, it's a, it's a bunch of um. Well, as we all know, Deshaun Watson got these civil cases being filed against them. Mm-hmm. Of course, filed by lawyer Tony Busby, right? Mm-hmm. It's all questionable, though. Um, everyone, he, you know, but you know, in this day and age, you know, the the, the public will judge you before you even go to court um, mm-hmm. on the allegation. Yeah. And yeah. so, right now, I think it's like up to 20, 22. 22. 22. The thing, bro. thing about it is, I've been looking into the story. Um, of course, Tony Busby. He's Tony, a he's a shady lawyer. Go ahead, bro, because I got some Tony Busby is trash. But he, you go ahead, Chris. But he one he's already boys with the with you know Cal, you know he's already boys with him, and um he goes and posts the 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 stuff on social media. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody receives that. He no, I'm just that shows you that's already kind of you know he's posting on social media. The DA is like, I haven't even gotten anything about this from him. Yeah. Um, you know, even even the I think the other day he posted the, the league investigator, because the league finally decided they're gonna go ahead and investigate see what's going on. He posted a letter from from I think her name is Lisa something who does the investigation. He yeah. posted it and took it down. I'm like, well, he's always going to social media first, but it's like wow, it's hard, it's, it's, mur- it's the waters are murky because it, it it one, we're seeing a contrast on who we, you know, I guess who we believe Deshaun Watson is. Yeah. compared to what they're saying this is so that's you know and i was like mm-hmm. okay we don't know and then around the, the, the timing around him asking for a trade and like is this something the texans are trying to pull to kind of smudge in his name right or, you know because if you know i'm not faulting no woman so if, if if it's true they definitely deserve their day in court you know and so yeah. i just think the way to approach the attorney uh, busby is going about it is 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 you know making people ask those questions mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. Uh absolutely. Uh Tony is very he's tacky with what's going on. Like what you said in a nutshell, uh the accusers, they need their day in court to tell their side. Um mm-hmm. it's the same thing with Deshaun. Deshaun needs to be in court to tell his side. But I get back to that situation. But Tony Busby, the way how he's going about doing it, you posting up things that you need to be posting in court. Like it is not for the public to see that. 
we already know that you having a, a, a lawsuit. We already know these things of these natures when it come down to Deshaun and his situation. Yeah. It's like he's just adding fuel to it by going on social media. It's very, it's like it's it's tacky. Like you wouldn't expect a a, a, a lawyer that's going to sue you would do that. And to be honest with you, Deshaun, he felt the way how he felt when he sent out that tweet. Well, I don't know if it was a tweet or or, or open letter or whatever, when he was like, this is a, a police, I, like like he's seeking some kind of famous, you know, not famous, but uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Trying to capitalize off of yeah, it. Yeah, he's trying to capitalize off of it, you know? So it, it sucks. It really does the way how dude is going about doing it. But the thing is with Deshaun, right? Mm. Now, we're not saying that he did it. I'm not saying that he's did it by far. I'm not saying that man did it. But here's, here's, here's the thing. When you are in a certain position in your life, you have to start walking. A, you have to walk differently than you would if you was just Deshaun. Mm -hmm. But you are Deshaun. You're number two in the NFL when it comes down to that position next to Patrick Mahomes. You're the next one up to be the face. You know, it's supposed to be like a Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun every AFC or every Super Bowl because you are up there with that guy. And you yeah. and you are a prospect to win multiple championships. Forget all that. You see what I'm yeah. saying? If he needed a masseuse or someone to come and give him a massage, it got team doctors for that. The organization, I'm pretty sure the organization provides that. You open yourself up to situations like this when you go and you get on Instagram and you find these people. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Because now it's your word against theirs. And yeah. you have to prove it because it's just you too. You understand? Mm, okay. It's a lot, it's a lot that's riding on that situation. And that's why I was like, man, Deshaun, I hate that he put himself in that. Even, even if he Come to find out he's innocent, it's going to be the optics and the perception of it all that he has to. In the NFL, they don't have to, you don't have to be guilty of it. They can still punish you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part that sucks. They can still suspend dude. Because they're going to tell, hey, man, why did you go outside of the, the organization to go find somebody for that? So you open that, that, that door open for things like this to happen. Yeah, it comes, uh, I mean, it went from he say versus she, it's he say, she say, but now it's he say versus she say versus she say versus she say versus, you know, and so, it's yeah. just, you know, for the public opinion is, 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 is a terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no, I'm not, I was about to say, that. I think that's, and that's what he's doing, Busby, he's pretty much, we live in a social media type world. And once people see, it can be something like any, like a picture can say a thousand words. And once people see this or see whatever, they start speculating and try to get anything, any ammunition that you put out there, like you were saying, like anything you put out there, they can use it for their ammunition to beat you and over and you know get get that dub over you. And uh this is just sad, man. And like we like we always talk about on the show, we we're saying, man, once we finally get that big break, some things like you were saying, Mike, some things just gotta come to stopping a hope. You can't walk, like can't walk the same way. You gotta do certain things certain differently. Like, I got a, a friend who is a police officer. He said what he used to do well, before he became a police officer. He said he can't do those same things no more. He can't hang out with these same people anymore, man. No, you can't. You got to change your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, and I hear um, Deshaun Watson has hired Rusty Harden to be his attorney. 
Mm-hmm. The same dude that represented like Roger Clemens and a lot of the big names out here, you know, um, mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, look like it's going to be, it's going it's to go the distance. So we're we going to see. We're going to see. I yeah. I mean, hey man, it's some fishy. I know I saw another post where somebody said that the show about the buy it was was it another major network or something he was about to get or something. I gotta look into that. But it basically he was about to do something big and major. And mm-hmm. it all seems crazy and 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 weird. And I hope that is not true. Um for his sake and for those other women's sake. Cause that's some some deep, dark, horrible things. So, just pray for everybody that's involved. It says a lot. It says a lot about the Texas organ, a Texas organization. Now, that too. Ben, ben Roethlisberger had his his situation, and it was all on Ben. Okay, yeah. Deshaun is not the first player to ever have this situation, and it's like it's it was all on him. But it's like. For this to happen to him around about this time, everybody is really like, it's a lot of people that are speculating that the Texas is doing something shady on the on, on the back end side. Mm-hmm. That just says a lot. That's how much faith that people got in, in the Texas organization. Like they really can't be trusted uh, um, uh, through the whole NFL. Uh, who was it? Des Bryant said something about it. They trying to railroad um, wow. uh, Watson. So it's in, in a way, it's like, wow, you can't trust this organization because in the back of their mind, they're like, man, this organization is shady. Hell no, the sun yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, it, it's all those questions, man, is coming out just because of this nonsense right here. It's like, if the man won't out, the man won't out. Stop. I mean, he, he saw what it was. I wish he would stay, but, but because of what the events that took place, it's like, what else you want me to do, man? Y'all, you kept making these silly, stupid moves, and I'm asking for y'all to protect me on the field. And then now outside the field, now we got more problems. So right. it's, it's it's become a lot. A lot of it came a handful, and I hope that everybody involved. Um, I don't know what the, I don't know what's gonna happen, man. It, it's crazy. It, Tony Busby <laughs> is the neighbor. The neighbor, <laughs> ex-neighbor of the owner. And then he get on a press conference and he was like, I don't even know anything about free agency. I don't even know anything about this and that and the third. I don't even follow this team. But they, ha- you're the neighbor. And then they, they also said that you were like a Texans biggest fan. And then also when Johnny Football, Johnny Mizell uh, was out of college, you was putting up these stupid billboards around Houston so Houston could draft Johnny Mazzell. Wow. Not Tony. I said Tony or Johnny Mazzell, whatever that guy's name is. But You know, despite uh, what's going on, a lot of teams are still uh, interested in trying to make a, a push to kind of get uh, to get the, the shine to their team. And so, you know. He, he's a special talent, man. Like you said, he's supposed to be up there with with um, Patrick Mahomes. He just don't have the right personnel around him to make him to make himself look amazing. I mean, we we see it all before. Like, I mean, you are awesome by yourself, but like you said, when you're together, you're a force. You and you know, team. <laughs> Unless you're Tom Brady, and you just a different type of special type of dude. But anyways, despite all that, man, I, I just hope things work out right and 
uh, as far as the people, them people on the Texas organization, man, they don't know. I don't. I don't think they know what they're doing. They they just it's just a mess. Uh, they they signed some people too, didn't they? Did they sign somebody they, from the Cardinals? Uh, yeah, they, oh, they signed Mark Ingram. They also signed. Um, uh, uh, was it a, a Leslie? They re-signed. Uh, they re-signed the Tunsil. I know they re-signed him. Yeah, Tunsil. Tunsil restructured his contract to free up ten million dollars. Oh, to free up ten million. So he got more on the signing bonus side, and uh, yeah, so they gave him ten million more in cap room. Yeah. Okay. And then they um, Casario. Then he did. They did some trade to get a tackle out of New England. Of course, they always do business with New England. We lost Will Fuller though. That was our. Yeah, we lost, yeah, we lost Will Fuller. Yeah, he went to Miami. He stretches the field for us, so yeah, everybody going to Miami, huh? Hey um, man, it's, it's a party over there, bro. Just remember that there's some crazy ass people over there in Miami too. Every freaking week, you some. I mean, I know something always going around here, but it'll be some crazy stories coming out of Miami, bro. Hey, hey man, yeah, yeah, I got uh, yeah, I got a running back too from uh, out of Denver. Oh, they, Philip Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, Philip yeah, Lindsay, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. Mm. We gonna see, man. Running back, for sure. Man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I probably not watch football <laughs> again this year, man. I was, I man, turn it off, man. <laughs> oh my god, man, your yeah, loyalty sucks. I, it does right now, sir. I ain't gonna, <laughs> ain't gonna lie, my, right, right now, <laughs> right now, my loyalty is I'm trash in the loyalty department right now. From when somebody this, asked me about my Texans now, I'll just be like, I'm in limbo. Cause I gotta see how the stuff plays out. <laughs> I'm that uh, what's it when your when your family come over and cook some meals on Thanksgiving or whatever? You dip, you dip in your head just to see how everything going. You come slide back thing. on out. Yeah. You got two different macaroni and cheeses. Who made this? And who made this? <laughs> Which one you like right. the best? I, I don't know yet. I, I'll let I you, yet. I'll let I you know later. Yeah, I, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Yeah, oh, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm still riding strong with the Rockets, though. But I'm, like I said, I'm that that one that just let me look in real quick, dip on right back out, and just keep on. Yeah, I'll pay yeah. attention and see what's going on. Yeah, Spe- speaking of the Rockets, uh, former Rocket James Harden is probably neck and neck now with LeBron James and contender for MVP. But he's probably going to edge him out because unfortunately LeBron is out indefinitely for the season yeah oh yeah I heard about yeah. that his was a sore right ankle sprain or something like that high ankle like, sprain yeah high, high ankle sprain yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. LeBron is 36 I think oh LeBron again yeah he's 36 yeah 36. yeah he's still he's still in good shape man I'm, I'm impressed he actually able to perform like that but you know you only one man you will break down uh I know that <laughs> Well, LeBron gonna be on the on the sidelines and in his crutches, yelling at people from the sidelines. Man, nigga, get get your shit. And get come on, shit. Trying to win, man. Hmm. So we'll see how it's it goes, right. man. It's all right. He 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 gonna be back in that thing again. LeBron got that same kind of DNA, like like uh, what's his name, Tom Brady. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. I, but, I can't. Um, but you know, LeBron did make a big move. Him and uh, his business partner, Maverick Carter. Uh, oh, yeah. Are now part owner of is it the the Boston is it Red, Red Sox? Sox yeah Red Sox yeah yeah good move yeah. man I mean he make I can't I can't help but a pro LeBron is that that player that people love to hate him I mean yeah. there are some tendencies 
some, there were some tendencies that I didn't like about him, and sometimes sometimes throwing his teammates on the bus sometimes, or how he would charge people up when he make a mistake or whatever. But I mean, it is what it is. Jordan. That's been my favorite player for years. That's been mine too. And, 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 and James, you sound like all the other people. You sound, oh, like, no, he, my, you sound like my brother-in-law right now. Oh man, hey man, he. Hey, look, I give I give credit where credit is due. He he, LeBron is the, the dude. Awesome, like there's it's just something like you ain't gonna like everything that the person does, but I, I, what he's done is just. I feel like he's uh, he's really. <laughs> He's really been groomed. He's kind of like he's gonna be like magic when he gets retired. Like he's yeah. gonna be a big good businessman. He's already made the yeah. moves to be a good businessman. I know he yeah. says he wants to own an NBA franchise one day. So you it know, he can do it. Now, he making he's made the right moves throughout his career. You know, yeah. He's, yeah. I can't do nothing but applaud that man for where he came from and what he's done and and, and what he's doing outside of the field. Wait, outside of, on the court. I said field. Out of, out of the court, man. Opening schools. There are other players open schools too. Um, but it, it's just he's doing some amazing things, man. I can't help but applaud the brother, man. You can't help it. I never hated the man. There was just some things I was like, why don't throw your teammates on the bus? LeBron, don't do that. But I mean, I call everybody out. Um, but yeah. But he, yeah. Oh, one more thing before we get out of sports. I'll, I'll be remiss if I did not do this. I must shout out the Texas Southern University Tigers. Oh, they they okay. represented the swag in the tournament. Okay. You know, they play uh, Michigan, I think, in the first round. Uh, I mean, good season, guys. You know, of course, they set us up for the, you know, to, to lose to Michigan in the first round. But the fact that we was able to, to, to get there and do a good job, we had a good season. So shout out to my TSU Tigers, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That's what's up, man. Happy for him. Happy for him. Happy for him, man. It's good to see some some uh, new teams up in that thing, man. Yeah. Good to yeah. see that. Any fun? Y'all got any predictions on on the bracket? Did y'all do a bracket this year? I ain't do a bracket this year. I'm like I, I've been busy, busy. I would love to. Maybe next year I will do a bracket. See how yeah. everything goes. I really don't watch college basketball. No, it's really a guessing game. I don't really watch them either, but my job was like, hey, we're doing a bracket and we're giving away money. I'm like, okay. Sure. Okay, Ben. <laughs> Say less. Signed up. Right? I heard money. I can do another bracket if you need me. I can do four of them if you want me. <laughs> hey, man, you just might win. You just never know. Shoot. Yeah. You got to go. We're all a guessing game. You can't, who can gonna, who gonna predict what's going to happen in sports? It's like uh, any given Sunday, you know, you never know. Or any given with sports, you never know. That team could be on at night and just kill like the number one seed can be beat by a 16 seed. But mess up your whole entire bracket. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did I play this shit? <laughs> this God, dog it. Educated guess. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, but I think DC needs to cut us all a little part time check because we did a part time shift to watch it, though. Man, I'm telling you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, it was good, though. I mean, it they was. was. It was. It really was. It's still it no was. Marvel, but it was good. It was probably the best DC film I've ever seen from them. Okay. The Dark Knight. Okay, listen. Mm-hmm. I have something to say. All right. Uh-oh. Truth. This is how I feel in my heart. And I want everyone to know this. This is my opinion. This Justice League movie, this this Snyder cuts, to me was better than Endgame. Fight me. Endgame, I give you Endgame, but not, let's be uh, honest. Not not Infinity War. I didn't say yeah, Infinity War. I was gonna say not Infinity War. I give you Endgame. Endgame was more more dramatic. Yes. Infinity War had more action. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So D- DC came out of the car and was like, "Who is it?" And they start, <laughs> they start the, the the they start the scuffing. They start the <laughs> man, because from the beginning to the end, like he gave you every single thing that you asked for. Yeah, it didn't hold nothing back. Yeah, and then I, I, I like to see. Uh, it was good to see more of the origin story of Cyborg. Yeah. 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 We, didn't, we didn't get half of that in the last Yeah. One. No. It was it was like everything was just like a I don't know what that one was. I just don't it just it wasn't what this was. I said yeah, why they cut that out. I'm like, why they cut that out? Why they had it this like I'm glad they got rid of that school bus. It, it it was it was a bunch of pettiness, I could tell because it was like, man. This one was so good. It's like, why would they ever want to? Like you said, Chris, why would they cut that out? Why would they cut that that emotional scene at the end? I hope everybody's seen it because if not, you're about to get spoilers. Yeah, that emotional scene at the end when Flash had to do his miniature Flashpoint and he was like going, you know, slow and had to man, that's man, that, that was cool. And then it showed like 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 Aquaman if he died, then Wonder Woman when if, when she died, and then yeah. and then Superman, Lois Lane in his arms. Okay, Batman, this is the person. And then come on, man, come yeah. on, man. That was, that was really it was, it, it was good. It was phenomenal. It was amazing. Even even the the uh, the, the what Stephen Wolf. They they gave yeah. him you know, it, it was he was much better because and the yeah. first one that came out I was like oh, this was weak it just he was out in two minutes you know this one gave Dude. him more depth yeah yeah he I took him more seriously in this one and yeah. even I, the only thing I say about this is that to, some people will argue with me on this that I say that over time the CGI might not hold up too too good in some things Dude. but it still looked it still looked good it's like I still enjoyed it. Yeah, the armor on Steppenwolf was a whole lot better. They had to break the armor down in order for it to really kill him. Fatality yeah. on his de- man. That oh boy, man, they, 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 they did a Mortal Kombat fatality. Man, I, <laughs> I, I, I was looking like, damn, they got blood on this one. And then I heard when Cyborg say the cyber soft Cyborg said, "Fuck the world." I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> fuck, they, this I love that. This is rated R. Oh, yeah, look, shit. Dude, that's another thing too. Me and my coworker was talking about that. He said, "Hey, man, like he put me to the side. He's like, hey, I'm about to watch Just Sleep, but I want to watch my niece. Why is it rated R?" And I was like, "You know what? To be honest with you, while I was watching, it, I'm just enjoying it, and I forgot that it was rated R because you yeah. just watching. I'm like, I'm like, they cut the nigga head off. Hey, man, they cut the dude head off. 
Hey man, what we watching? <laughs> but it was dope, man. And see the dark, they, the dark, the dark, to see the dark side, and and they was faced off against them, like, like mm-hmm. yeah, mess with us, you know, like like they was looking yeah. like real justice leagueish. Yeah. One question they, though, random question. I know it, nobody may have not even care about this. I've always said this about Superman. Why yeah. is he to be on the street in his Clark Kent outfit, and then he turns around, just takes off his glasses, and nobody's just everybody's still walking regular. Well, they do say he moved faster than a speeding bullet, so we probably they probably didn't see okay. it. So I don't know. That, they probably do that just to make it look cool or something. The one thing I never understood, like he <laughs> he. How come nobody ain't putting two or two together with him? Like, kind of look like Superman. Yeah. Come on, them clack, them glasses. Wait, they both died that. at the same time. Anyway, they, they both, both died, and now they back at the same time. Like, it is, everybody's not wondering what the what, what's yeah. really going on, man. That's I would have put that shit together. I would have been the person in the back, like, man, that's Superman. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Hey man, Clark Kent flying in the air, bro. <laughs> Him and Lois always. Hey, hey, Clark, ain't that your girl always with Superman? Like, yeah. Hey, Lois, how, how's how's Clark doing? Clark is dead. Clark's dead. Superman dead. Superman dead. Where he at, man? I don't know. Nigga, be dead, man. man I like that man. fight. That it was uh Superman and and the Flash. They was fighting. They didn't show that. I don't remember yeah. them showing that. They just showed him looking with his eye. And then he, you know, he tripped. Him or but they didn't actually show the Flash and Superman fight. Yeah, like him dodging and everything. And, and dude, like, that was still, even that right there felt new to me. Like how you were saying, like he like he had everybody held up and he slowly, like, looked. That would have scared the crap out of me if I was a Flash, which I'm, <laughs> so, but, you know, he's actually fast enough to keep up with you. And, you know, it, it was, it I'm was glad good. they cut that race out between them. Oh. Yeah, that was kind of. Like, goofy. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that was goofy. But yeah. James, how did you feel what I just said about Endgame and, and, and Justice League? I didn't get Yeah, I'm trying to I didn't get your answer. <laughs> yeah, because I was in there trying to think. Probably like, man, you know, cause it's in Endgame and all of it, it was okay. I don't know, man. It, but you know, you know what? It I it it, it, it was really it, like I couldn't help but say, yeah, it's it's it's, think, it's right there. It's right up there with with one of my favorite hero movies. I, I think Infinity War was that's where you had all it was action packed, right? And right. because Endgame was just a continuation. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where we got more of the drama drama side of it. But yeah. I think um, really, if you put Endgame Infinity War together, because it's really it's the same. one movie couldn't have versus yeah. just the how do you judge it, right? Yeah. I would still have to edge it out. To 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 Marvel on that one. If you put if you put Endgame and Infinity War together versus this Justice League. Movie. Oh yeah, it it'll be Marvel hands down. Yeah. I'm just saying Infinity. Ooh. I'm just saying Endgame. In Endgame from beginning to the end. I'm not saying that this Justice League beat them by a long shot. Yeah. But this this Justice League hit a. Little bit different than that end game. I'm I'm sorry, it, it it does maybe because it's like the little brother that got beat up so many times, and now this little brother yeah. that got his he got his just due. He put yeah. some hands on Marvel, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it, yeah. it's like now it's, you got to give them that nod, like yeah, they they kind of did that because they needed this dub. They, they really did need this dub. They they did. Um, 
yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, I kind of I, I agree with you on this one, Mike. It, it, it kind of. I'm gonna have to see what it is that we have so much time to watch, you know, in game and everything and process everything. Justice League just came out, and I have time to sit down and process all of it. But it's that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like it's right up there with that, with what yeah, they yeah. and it it feels it feels good because you know they like they don't they two comic book brand titans and you want to see them like boom what you got boom what you got? it's like the rock and stone cold it's like uh michael jordan when well, i don't say michael jordan lebron james they never go head to head against each other but it's like those two uh brands of people that's like going head to head saying like man what you got i'm trying to up your end i'm trying to do this i'm trying to do that right just keep on doing it and we all just sitting back and enjoying it that's yeah. what yeah yeah. Speaking of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier drop this week too. I haven't seen it. It was it's good. It was good. It's good. It's definitely it's it's setting up a lot. It's only gonna be six up six parts to it. So yeah. But and it's yeah, it's gonna be fifty good. minute episodes, like pretty yeah. much a, a, a yeah. Oh, okay. Cause one division was only thirty. Yeah, until they got later on, and then they did a little bit extra momentous to it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it. Too many superheroes. Super I know, right? <laughs> Trying to keep going. And, and, I, and I haven't, I haven't had a superhero fatigue yet. I thought I was gonna be fatigued watching it, you know, like. But I'm like, I'm actually not drained and tired from, excuse me, from these superhero movies. I thought I was gonna, you know, like man, too many. Like you just said, Mike, too mm-hmm. many. But yeah, they handle it, man. But but shout out, shout out to um to to Zack Snyder, man, because. That that whole cuts, I truly believe that if it wasn't for the people, we wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. Because as soon as soon as that Justice League dropped, it was so meat, it was so trash. It was so just just like lukewarm. People, true DC fans came out and was like, hell no, we're not gonna let y'all make it on this. Hell no. No, we need those cuts. So from the time that it dropped to, to like, what was it? The beginning of last year or at the end of 2019? Mm-hmm. That's when they announced it. The, the, uh, the cuts are coming out yeah. officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, yeah. That was a long campaign and it started by the people because mm-hmm. they did a petition. Man, people not playing no more. They petitioned for Sonic. <laughs> they petitioned for this. They're like, man, yeah, man, stop messing up our... our um, what we love, man. Do this and stuff it, right. And it's just good to show that the people still have control over what comes out. Because at the end of the day, these studios and everything, it just couldn't work without us. Mm-hmm. Right. Couldn't work without us. Disney, all, they can come out with whatever. If people are not going to stream it or go out and buy it, it's not going to make no money. Yep. And we the ones that you know it, it's cool that they just say, okay, y'all didn't make y'all want to change, so you got it. Here it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like man, uh, now now finally, at first Zack Snyder was saying like he don't want to do do another one. Now that things are starting to go on, he's like, man, okay, yeah, let's let's get another one going. Let's get this Superman, this Batman, this other Justice League. Let's do these things and yeah, do you you broke the internet, bro. You. <laughs> that's another reason why I got up extra early to watch it. The people, everybody and their mama trying to sit down and watch the Snyder Cut frozen, broke down the whole damn HBO Max. No shit. Yeah. yeah I like, didn't know that. Yeah, man. Like just, I think it was yesterday or something like that, they said that happened. 
So I mean, just saying, bro. You, and now here, Marvel is finally. I think right before this came out, I think that's when they said they're gonna uh, release. Um, well, we already talked about that last show with the um, Black Widow finally coming out. Finally, later on this year. So, bro, bro, it's like it's like it's like with Marvel. Marvel, okay, Marvel. All right, we know you got all the <laughs> We know Marvel. All right, let these people get their shine right now. Okay, Marvel. <laughs> Man, that boy Mickey Mouse over there pushing the button, bro. The boys better get out there and keep make, pushing these films. Y'all making me money, man. Yeah. Disney boy, they Marvel, man. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, they uh, it's he he changed the game with this one, man. Yeah. He, he really has. It's good to see them finally get a good one out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now the article's out saying WB reported reportedly leaked Superman reboots. News to bury the bury the Justice League Snyder cut. WB execs not reportedly not impressed with Zack Snyder's Justice League. How can you not be impressed? Okay, and then when the people come out and like how you were saying, all it is is the people. And once the people start saying, "Hey, we like this," hmm. where the money at? So yeah. yeah. So yes, sir. Looking forward to Flashpoint next. Right? Is that the next one? Cross your fingers. They said Flashpoint, and they, you know, was you know, I watched the Flash TV show. They said they're gonna include the Flash, the Flash TV show, the Flash on TV into that one. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I know they had, had like a, did they had, have a spot on there? On yeah, he on came there. on the TV show when they did uh, a multiverse thing. That's dope. Ezra, the the Flash in the movies came. Yeah, so it'll be cool to see it the other way. Yeah. I wonder how much that costs. <laughs> 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 it was like, ooh, I like your suit. I like your suit too. <laughs> that was pretty much they sing. <laughs> they give him a little bit more depth in, in the movie. But yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious, man. We'll see how it goes. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and get into this real quick. Talk about music. Talk about the Grammys. What's going on in the music world, man? I didn't get a chance to like fully watch the Grammys. I saw the highlights. Uh, I know, Chris, you said that you you watched it, man. I'm going to let you take it away on yeah, this. I mean, it was, it was good the way they shot it, the performances. Trevor Noah was hosting. He yeah. was funny. Yeah. Um, like, the way they had, like, three stages where you'll go from one performance to one performance to one performance. Like, that was dope. Um, two performances that stood out to me, of course. One with three. One was uh, Silk Sonic, you know, that's uh, Bruno Mars and, and, and um, what's his name? His name is not Dak Prescott. But his name is um, Anderson <laughs> Pack. There we go. Anderson Pack, yeah. Anderson Pack. So they, 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 you know, they, they really love that old school era. But that, that song, like, they had the whole little, like, seventy suits, and they was with the band, and I was like, okay, cool. That's and dope. then Lil Baby had a powerful performance. Uh, he did his song with, and he had um, brought in Tamika Mallory. So, mm. and he had Killer Mike, and so it was like they had acted out the whole scene with the guy getting shot, the protesting starting, and. Tamika did a speech in the middle of the song and Killer Mike mm. was at a press conference rapping the verse. It was really politically and uh, socially charged, for, you know, yeah. for, for the time. So, and of That's course, dope. that wop. Before we even get to that, shout out to Houston. We were represented well by the ladies of Houston last uh, at the Grammy. Beyonce got uh, the 28, a 28 Grammy, the most ever by any man or woman. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, yeah. Megan won. Megan Thee Stallion won. Best New Artist of the Year, mm-hmm. and a few other awards. 
And uh, yeah, she performed with Cardi B. And there's been a lot of controversy about that. Why? Oh, yeah. They put a lot of controversy. A lot, a lot of controversy. It was um, now Trevor Noah tried to give everybody one. He's like, hey, you got kids in the room, just tell them the WAP is something, whatever. He made a joke. But when they performed it, and I was looking, I was like, this is prime. I can see why people are upset. <laughs> this is prime time TV. I see a stiletto yeah. with a little pole and cheeks between the, the pole and grind. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is this 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 is. I thought I was watching BET Uncut. Hey, <laughs> like, I ain't really? got no panties on on the table. I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was definitely raunchy. Man, yeah, it was yeah. definitely raunchy. So, man, same man. Like they well, at least at least they didn't have the titty lamp in the video. They had the titty lamp. So, I mean, just saying. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, a whole lot of booty. <laughs> like, whole lot of booty. Me personally, I'm boycotting the Grammys for my boy the weekend because <laughs> they 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 but they uh they they didn't give him on any nod or any recognition of, of that song, you know, Blinding Lights. Yeah. I like the weekend, oh, yeah. man. They 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 fucked him over so. He said it was boycotting too, wasn't he? Or something like that. He I'm, said he I'm boycotting with him. <laughs> I understand, bro. Man, it was it was it was whew. <laughs> Take a minute, man. It was, it was, I mean, yeah, I saw it too. I was like, it was all right. Good. I was it like, was, yeah. I was like, is it 2 a.m.? Me, time? No, it was, it was <laughs> seven, eight o'clock. In... <laughs> so, there, there, I think some people, some parents are trying to, lo- I think there's some kind of lawsuit trying to be filed or something like that. I'm pretty sure there is. People are upset, like, you know, oh, my kids are seeing that. Well, I mean, you can turn it off. You promote yeah, you can, I, I never understand that. You can you can turn it off. You can, or you like, can tell them to go to bed. I mean, it is a Sunday night. Technically, that's a school night. They can go. They need to go to sleep anyway. Or of like um, pretty much like I can say like if y'all watch it together as a family and your kids, but but if you watch it together as a family. Or if you come in like in the middle of it, you see it. Hey, the Grammys are okay, mommy and dad. Boom. Oh, uh, and they mommy, did, what's that? Yeah, Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. They did yeah. air it on the later side of the show as well. Yeah. So like around at nine o'clock is when things start. You know, that nine, yeah. ten o'clock. So yeah. Man, we 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 in a world where it's just like you know. It, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Yeah, man. Yeah. Kurt Franklin, you know. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, put my foot off in your foot. The book of my foot off of your for seventeen and sixteen. You ain't showing no more. Well, bring the. Bring, I was like, man, when I heard it, I was like, man, what a be there, bro. The way it start off, I'm gonna put my foot off and your ungrateful motherfucking ass, your skinny little. I like, God, hey. <laughs> You know, I, 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 mean, I like, break your neck, nigga. <laughs> if y'all even think that gospel music then went too far. <laughs> Shout out to Kirk, man. I, I, you know, oh, Kirk, man. Was, you know, this, this song was what, 32, 33? Yeah, man. Yeah. Our ages, man. Like, exactly, bro. Like, come on, man. This is a, you know, you're trying to mess up everything that your dad built to take care of you. Yeah. You know, and so. Um, but I, I just watched the interview with him and his wife. He, you know, he's very apologetic about it because you know yeah. that's, of course, he's a man of the cloth, and so, yeah. but, you know, 
Everybody got that one person that can get under their skin. You <laughs> <Man. laughs> the worst parts out of your eye. Uh, Man. I mean, I, I'm trying to. Okay, okay. Let me gather myself. Okay, so like you were saying, like we got back at, when I used to work at Sam's Club. It was one cool dude. Shout out to that dude too. I ain't gonna say his name, but real cool, laid back dude, tall, skinny, lanky dude. Cool, even the way he talked. Cool, like the way, he, like whenever he see me, like first time I met him, he was like, "Yo, what's up, James? Hey, man, before we, <laughs> hey, did you vote for Obama yet, man? Because I started in 08. He's, hey, before we talk, and I show you how to do this stuff. Did you go vote for Obama? I said, Yeah, man. Well, cool. And then we just start talking, and I'm like, this dude just has a certain type of cool to him. But that one day, he was outside just chilling, drinking some Powerade, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Baby mommy pull up. <laughs> Bitch, didn't I tell you that to come to my job? <laughs> dude, straight up. Whole mannerism change, bro. Whole mannerism. Whole mannerism. Then, he, then right when she leave, he go right back. He go, no, he just. Yeah, James. So what we gonna do when we go over here? Dude, I'm just sitting looking like, you not gonna talk about what just happened? What's it play? That's, <laughs> so, a that's, a, that's a dangerous man right there. But, but every time I see him, Cool, laid back. You yeah. go post up and chill with him at his crib. Cool, laid back. Hmm. Now, it's always that one person. <laughs> it's just flip, bro. But, That's uh, crazy. Shout out to Uncle Kirk, man. You all right with me, man. He had a moment, man. I don't see anything that he did wrong, honestly. <laughs> to, tell, to be honest, what, what did he do wrong? I think that people caught the, the, See, because the son, the son fucked up. Because come on, man, you gonna you gonna air out? Cause that was like a, a conversation that yeah. how I want to say it, man. It, it, you know that side we never seen of Kurt, but right. you don't know how hard this man done probably to try with his son. He tried talking to him. He mm. tried it, and that was the frustration side of it all. Because yeah. we got kids, he, man. He, well, you know, he did say that he, uh, him and his son, had a tumultuous relationship. Yeah. Uh, but even after that, you know, the part of the call that he didn't play was that they had got the, they had the counsel on the phone, you know, because mm. you know because they was they've been going you know through it for it's not nothing new that they go through it so and they actually yeah. have counsel to help with that so he that part didn't get you know of course only the hot pieces get put out there right you know, so. yeah yeah Monique came out and said something too like basically what we saying you know. Sometimes she said, when I used to talk nice to my kids, sometimes and they look at me, they steady kept doing what I, I told them not to do. But when you say you cuss them out, yeah, real good, yeah. sit your mother, that's why I choke and strain the child, you kick your ass, I'm, you know, hey, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I, this may be my Christian side coming out, and I'll yeah, let me know if I get too churchy on y'all, but you, you good, know, you good, uh, 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 you know, people expect these people, uh, like preachers and stuff, to be so holy and, and not. Uh, without a stain on them, but man is with yeah. flaw. You know, right. you know, uh, man, a man is is not perfect. You know, right. he's still a man. You know, he's not gonna, right. he's not gonna, not have no, you know, he can't just be. That's just not realistic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no perfect. So, uh, no, I side with Kirk on this one too. 
Yeah, I'm on. I'm, I'm on Kirk's side, man. I'm riding with Kirk. I'm riding with Kirk, man. It, what what they need to be doing is worried about that them other preachers that are taking your money for the wrong reasons or <laughs> sleeping with the wrong ones. And I don't know. That's just you know. You better open open a Pandora's box. Yeah, that is right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, they. No, I know people are not perfect, but it's it's that right there. I mean, hey. At least the man come out and apologize. He didn't have to, but yeah. he did it. I would have said, man, f them people and keep on moving. That's you what I'm have. saying. I don't, I don't, I don't see what he did wrong. I honestly do not see what the man did wrong. You should be ashamed of yourself. You probably, you know, they probably they just just by him talking to his kids like that, they probably go under the assumption of how he probably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't put that. Keep up. in mind, this is not. Um, no teenager, no, 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 no young adolescent. No, this is a fully grown yep. 30, 32, 33 year old man. Yeah. You know, this ain't no, I think people hear son or kid and they think, oh, you know, no, he's he's a grown, grown man. Grown man. He's a grown man. Grown man. 33 years old. Yeah. I, but let everybody know right now, I've heard worse and seen worse. I have seen worse. I have seen the actions of that talking has came into light. I have seen that. Yeah. Bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Just Acting Up Show. Last week, we went to the O'Shea premiere, man. It was fun. Took pictures, had some interviews, enjoyed some good food, enjoyed some good drinks. Check out the videos that we have and enjoy O'Shea premiere. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the Acting Up, well, here at Grooves of Houston. The podcast is called the Just Acting Up Show. I'm here with one of the actors here, Mark Christian. Mark Christian said, how to be good people. Hello, everyone. Yes, sir. Very snazzy dresser, <laughs> as you can see. Suited and booted. From the shoes down, all the way head to the toe. Got the hair. I don't got to worry about the hair thing, but he has to worry about it. It's kind of windy out here. So, so uh, Mark, man, so, you know, first and foremost, thank you. Appreciate it for all the hard work you have done. Tell the people about yourself a little bit. Well, uh, like like uh, James mentioned, I'm Mark Christian. I, uh, I play Todd Smith in O'Shea, in the O'Shea series um, here at the premiere. Uh, I've been acting for about 20 years. Uh, did all my um, uh, conservatory training up in New York City. And uh, so I'm trained in method acting and uh, Meister technique. And I'm constantly doing various other productions, films, plays, whatever I can get into here in the Houston area. And I did a lot of stuff in New York as well. Very nice, very nice. Now, can you... Tell us a little bit about your character in O'Shea, or can you not? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just a little, small, small snippet, small of, snippet of, 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 of who Todd Smith is. Todd Smith is actually um, uh, part of the red state uh, white nationalists. Nice. Uh, so he's uh, he's kind of he's kind of a racist, mm. uh, and he's trying to um, go against uh, um, uh, uh, the, the the black race and, mm. and making and making sure that he's on the right track to disorganize whatever they're uh, whatever they're trying to organize uh, as long as as long with um, uh, Max Max Hiller um, as well who is the governor of 
of the whole thing and he's you know there's a lot of uh, chip implantation involved in AI uh, artificial intelligence stuff so as the story unfolds you'll see a lot of that um, co coming into play uh, but he's but uh, my character is pretty much of a, a bad guy <laughs> so and I get used to playing those types of characters so I do them um, I do them periodically very nice guy though. very nice guy yeah but, uh, but I'm nice in person <laughs> very nice guy very talented looking forward to O'Shea We'll catch up with Mark later on. You guys stay tuned. Just next no show. Ursula today from the O'Shea series and from Ursula is she I, I consider Ursula a superwoman man she's she's out there she's doing some good things I'm so proud of her so happy for the blessing she has um has you know come across her table so Ursula say hey to the good people introduce yourself hello good people I'm Ursula Renee and I am so excited to join this excellent panel I'm so proud of you guys as I mentioned before I'm super proud of you guys and what Thank you're doing so, congratulations on your new podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on the show. I know you're a busy woman, but thank you for taking time out of your busy day to come up. You all dolled up and you had looking nice, girl. Like man, you got your earrings going. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I got to represent right. Hey, you better than me. Look, I'm up here like man, scruffy beard. I'm like, hey, let's 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 get at it, man. <laughs> I have to give Ursula her rose right now. Every time when I get on Instagram and I see her page, she's either at a premiere, she's either on the set, and this is not just a weekend thing. This is like on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, on Thursday, like. This, <laughs> Ursula, Ursula, stay busy, man. Ursula Ooh. motivates me. Like, all right. Time to do something, Michael. Like Ursula doing it. Getting it, man. So so proud of you. We got to give you your roses. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I have to credit like my um, my my parents and my family for the work ethic I have. My hustle. I tell people my hustle knows no end. Right? Like I will like hustle. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, whenever we start, I'll I'll let you know how I got started in acting and how. Hustle really makes a difference because people will usually ask me about, you know, how I find auditions or, you know, they'll tell me it seems that I work a lot, but, you know, that comes with a price. I, you know, I have a, a different kind of work ethic. So, yeah. yeah. So, tell us more about your story. Like, how long have you been acting? What got you into acting? 
Where did y'all start? What's your origin story? So yeah, it um, actually in Houston, not as long as people think. So I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I moved to Houston a while ago. I used to work for a, a major airline here, loved it. And then I um, went to work in corporate America. I also have a, a couple degrees from the University of Houston main uh, campus. Now for theater, I, you know, like some people, I started doing theater like in elementary school. You know, you do a lot of plays and things like that. And we did a major production of The Wizard of Oz. And um, at the time I didn't know it, but now that I'm an actress, I recognize, okay, one of our teachers must have been associated with theater because we had auditions, we had table reads, wardrobe, makeup. I was in fifth grade. Uh, we had makeup and, you know, singing. I had to sing, although I'm not a singer, but I was cast as Glenda the Good Witch. Um, and so I decided, I went to magnet school from sixth grade through 12th grade and we had performing art type electives. So I didn't just do theater where that was my focus. I mean, I took ballet and gymnastics and sang in the choir and played in the band. And I like anything creative now that I think about it. You know, you don't think about it when you're a kid, but I like anything that was creative. And um, so, you know, went to college and all that good stuff. And, you know, you're an adult, you got bills to pay. So I worked. I wasn't thinking like, I'm gonna be in a play. I'm gonna be an actor. You know, I worked. And so the last five, eight years of my life, I worked in corporate America doing research and compliance. And I mentioned that because I think as I reflect on, in addition to my work ethic, what really works for me is I'm a natural researcher. It, it's leading to how I find my auditions. Um, like I'm naturally a researcher. Like I will, if I see something I'm interested in, I will know who is the director, the, the producer, what they did before, you know, is it something I'm interested in? Mm. Um, or you know the quality of the work, or who's going to be in it. Like I just naturally want to dev into. I mean, it's just just what I do. So um, you know, I was working in corporate America. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, I'll say you was pretty much bred. When people say you, I was born this way, you was kind of like really, you know, bred into that that feel. You pretty much got the practice and, the, and just start working, and you just know it, and it just exactly, like exactly. That. So I will say I started. Um, just one, it was December, 2019, um, sort of like people scan through Amazon or maybe that's me. That's what I do. You know, just scrolling <laughs> through Amazon, trying to see what you could buy. I was just scrolling and then decided to ask this group, how do you get into acting in Houston? Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I even waited for a response, but about eight people responded mm -hmm. and they told me everything from taking, you know, I'll oh, take a class, join a network, you know, get to know people. But I would say six of the eight people said the same thing, which was, mm. girl, you just got to get out there and audition. Just yeah, audition. Yeah. Like, yeah. you'll learn what you need to learn, but you just got to get out there and audition. Yeah. Well, like, if I don't have anything to compare your advice to, I'm going to take it at face value. Mm. So this was the end. It was like right after Christmas. I'm going to tell you January 5th, 2020. It was the first Sunday of the year. Mm. I was standing on somebody's stage. Out in a little playhouse, a cute little playhouse. I was standing on stage auditioning in front of a group of people, you know, that I didn't know. I told myself, okay, don't be nervous. You don't know these people. So I got on stage and I did the, you know, the two little scripts she gave me. And then this other guy walks in who I didn't know at the time was new. He auditioned the week before. 
and she just mm -hmm. told us, okay, y'all do, she handed us a script and told us to do a duet scene together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I did whatever was asked and that was a Sunday on Tuesday, I got a call back, did everything for my confidence. So on that Saturday, I was at two more auditions. And then the, the Saturday after that, because at the time it was pre-lockdown, pre-pandemic, so you auditioned in person. Mm -hmm. Like you, it wasn't this, oh, I'm gonna send you an audition tape. No, you audition in person. So I'm gonna tell you, I was standing on somebody's stage auditioning every weekend, sometimes two or three times a day. Mm -hmm. Like I was hustling it in. And so, I mean, that I just took their advice. That's what I did. And I just looked mm -hmm. for an audition. I didn't, I didn't say, I, I would say this to someone who's new starting out because I've heard this. Well, what about, like, I'm going to tell you, I didn't, I didn't have a monologue memorized. I didn't have a resume. I had definitely no professional headshots, no headshots. Yeah. I just found an audition and went. I just knew, okay, let me just get this one out of my system, get mm -hmm. over my nerves and I'll learn what I need to learn. Mm -hmm. and that's how that's how I got started it was January 5th 2020 in Houston anyway yeah so that's how I got started and I'm going to say by the time the year ended um I had done over 26 projects oh, I've been involved I had been involved in 20 and I only know that because at the end of the year I was setting new goals and updating my resume yeah. and so then that's what I knew and I was like okay now and even when people said to me you know every time I see you working or you you seem like you work a lot well I had nothing to do to compare that to. So I really kind of thought that was normal, but now mm -hmm. I, I guess I kind of see, it, it can seem like a lot. I think it's what it is, is that we are, um, all of us can attest to this, that we're just so busy that we just, and you know, while you're doing it, you just don't see your own highlights and everything of what you're doing. But then when you sit down, like you said now, you just, your Sundays or whatever, you just sit back and just chill out, relax. Yeah. We don't really sit back and just marvel at the hard work we put into what we do. And that's, so true. and that's why everybody's just like, Ursula, what you're doing is killing. And you, and that's like what somebody in sports is like, hey, man, you're doing your thing. You're like, huh? I, I mean, I drop 30 points every day, but you just got to <laughs> sit back and just marvel at what yeah. you're just doing. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's, 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 yeah, that, that's dope that, you know, you just caught that bug, Ursula, and you just kept going. And that's, that's what's, that's what's up. I love it. I don't mean to tell you, I met a lot of nice people along the way, like James and Mm -hmm. um you know we'll get to that and mike is my brother in o'shea but um yeah i mean i've met like from day one and we know some of the same people what i what i discovered early like once i did the first um two gigs um mm -hmm. i started to when i went on on new gigs i started to see people that i knew like it's a small little world our little community of performing and so i mm -hmm. usually see about one to three people i know already at this point when i go on a new assignment but um yeah, so like at the beginning, I befriended someone on my at that audition, and I just thought he was great, and so he was a good person to know at the time. Then I went on a second audition, and it's so funny. I met this girl who you always meet. Well, I would I would meet someone I call a divine connection who would mm -hmm. just be so sweet to me, and I it was um, so after I did that first audition at the Playhouse that Saturday, I went on my my first film audition here. So I walk in and there are people standing in the hallway waiting, like kind of reading over their script, practicing before they go in, in mm -hmm. into this room to, to audition. And, you know, men, women, whoever. And this guy approaches me as I walk in and he's like, um, and well, he, he sees me like kind of looking around and he's like, have you signed in? And I was like, I haven't. He was like, okay, let me get you this clipboard. Um, do you have a script? I was like, uh, they haven't sent it to me. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm get you one. So he, he go, why that was Thomas, 
You know Thomas, right, Tom? Thomas? Thomas? He's a great guy. I like Oh, my gosh. He's the best. So I like to give people their roses, people who were kind to me when I started. I like to shout them out. He was just the best. (laughs) Like, he was so sweet. Um, And then the girl that I met, um, someone had said to me on my first audition, he's like, this business is competitive. Sometimes, you know, people might not want to help you. And he had just said that to me and I just couldn't even visualize that, right? So at this audition where I met Tom, so he goes and he tells this girl, um, you have the script for whatever the name of the character was. Um, you have it on your phone. They send it to you, text it to her, meaning to me, right? <laughs> How about that girl never sent me uh, that? She was like, oh, hell no. We both going for the same role. I'm not sending this to you. Um... But <laughs> when I but but when she doesn't send it to me and I kind of wait a little bit and I'm waiting around and I was like well I haven't you know I just kind of quietly say well I haven't got well I guess he sees that I'm not reading anything he's like you haven't gotten it and so this girl who's just kind of walking and waiting she's like oh I printed out an extra one you can have this one and Mm -hmm. I was like thank you right I didn't know her name didn't you know Mm -hmm. why as it would turn out this was January 2020 Mm -hmm. when we did choices when did we do choices we did choices I was that November? Somewhere around it. I had to look at my phone to see when we did okay, it. Okay, it was, yeah. okay, the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. What I see of the girl when I walk into the, you know, on set, I, mm-hmm. I see the girl, I don't know her name. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we get a minute after we're walking outside, I was like, okay, what's your name? I want to tell you that I appreciate you giving me a script. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. In January, you gave me a script and you didn't have to. I appreciate it. Why was Marissa? Wow. Right, it was Maritza. She's so sweet. She's so cute. Uh, wow. So you guys, Chris and Michael, he'll tell you who Maritza is. But she's this cute girl who um, mm. I hadn't seen her again until we did choices, and I just wanted to thank her for. Um, and so she said to me, "Well, you know, that was my first audition," and I was like, "Well, it was my second audition, but it was my first for film." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would always just meet somebody sweet like that who who was just um, all it takes is one person, and I like That's to it. always. I always like to acknowledge people who who have been kind to me in this business. Right, so. you got to. Yeah. What's that uh, old saying? Uh, well, I can't think of the old saying right now, but it's just cool that people that just hand, giving you that handout and saying, hey, here you go, that little small act of kindness, it yeah. goes a long way. It really yeah, does. it means a lot to me. It, it's, um, it goes, like, what was it? I think you always remember who you come across of and how they treated you and how you act. You might not remember everything they say, but you remember what they did or what they've done yeah. to you. And yeah. it just, Especially in this, what we all can attest to, and we all know how it is. It's it's hard, and you got to hustle for it. And you know, we just you just never know. Like, uh, so how did you, how, like, how did you come across the O'Shea series, and what you just doing your whole little thing of just researching, like you said you do, or what happened with that? I do that heavy, but for O'Shea again, I um, divine connection. My very first, which one was this? Like when you're starting out my, what I was willing to do, if I saw something that I, that interests me, I wouldn't talk myself out of it. Like it, like it knew no limit of what I might do. So I did music videos. I would audition for promos and commercials, short films, theater, like whatever it was, I was going to audition for it. Right. So the first time I did like a promo commercial for this health clinic, uh, I, you know, I'm there and they, uh, decide to make me the receptionist mm-hmm. and when all the other actors came and I have a tendency to get places early usually so when mm-hmm. the 
other actors came the lead the lead actor that they made like the first uh patient that walked up to the receptionist counter uh, as we're shooting our scenes you know we would talk or whatever and so he was like so young lady because you know he's a older gentleman so he was like so young lady how long you know have you been acting and it, it was still january so i was mm -hmm. like um for two weeks so i'm like for two weeks he was like two weeks and i was like yes <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it was two weeks for a bunch of people, man. <laughs> yeah, so he was like, um, so every time you know they do a cut, we he was like, So are you on, you know, what what actors do? So you are, you know, on social media, let's follow each other. So we do. So I'm gonna send a shout out to Carl, because Mike, you met Carl. Did you make Carl at the premiere of O'Shea? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Carl. I think oh, I know. Yeah, he had on the cowboy hat. Yeah, so I'm gonna send a yeah, shout yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna shout out to Carl because everybody be knowing Carl, right? Um, we we met on so that was January. We we meet and you know Carl is doing his thing as well, but mm -hmm. I didn't see him for a while. And we did um, a film, mm -hmm. maybe it was August or September. Toll Road. Mm -hmm. It was one of it was later in the year, um, mm -hmm. and we hadn't seen each other. So he was just like, well you know what, you need to reach out to this guy and he tells me who I should reach out to. And, and mm -hmm. you know, because they're doing a lot of different things and they're growing and there's a lot of moving pieces and they'll need people. So you need to reach out. He tells me to reach out to Eric. So I do, honey, you ain't got to tell me but one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I messaged Eric and, you know, Eric was super nice, super cool. Mm -hmm. And honey, right away, I was Tasha Sims. And so, you know, I got the script. He put it in the chat and I'm reading over it. So I know like everybody's little scenes, you know, and I know that I'm supposed to have a family. Yeah. Because Carl is so funny. So I have been waiting. I think I've joined the group. I can't, I can't remember when, but I have been waiting a couple months for it. But I knew I couldn't film because I had no family. My script says I'm supposed to have a mama and a daddy and some <laughs> siblings, and I don't see them cast yet. So I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. Honey, by the time they came, when I walked on set and I saw Mike, I'm think I'm looking at him like, I know. I recognize you. <laughs> yeah, I know that's. I said the same thing. I'm like, I recognize him from somewhere. I know, I from know somewhere. him from somewhere, and yeah. it just took me a minute, and I was like, oh my goodness, that's James's friend. Yeah. And so, what what are the chances we like Mike is my brother in O'Shea, and so it's yeah. it's just been a ball. Yeah, small world. Yeah. Yeah, it just all connects and goes in a circle. Yeah. Ursula, tell us, tell us about that. What, what, what was it? The, um, the first, the first time I shared the screen with you when we was an extra on set, and we were telling Chris about that. How, you know, you know, you never really know exactly what goes on behind the scenes. When they say like you're on set for like 15 hours, believe it. And we were just mm -hmm. on this set. You, you told me about it, and we was waiting for this one guy to knock in this pool, this, this ball. It's eight for the, the pools. I, I know you got so many projects you've done. You're probably like, wait, when were we doing this? And we, yeah, I remember. We were, yeah. And we that's, how like, I, that's how I met Mike. Well, okay, yeah. so what happened is this particular production group, I, I actually, okay, so where I'm wearing the hajib uh, yesterday, mm -hmm. that's the same production team. I had worked with uh, this production group twice before. We did a music video. It was Bollywood meets hip hop. Mm -hmm. um, so we were on set like they're like super perfectionists right and so for a music that was my first music video at the time and we our call time was let's say it was maybe two or three o'clock 
Honey, let me tell you, I left at like two and it was they were still dancing. But I was like, y'all done with us, right? <laughs> like we finished, right? Because they were still like, let's do it again. And they were still going in a circle thing. Yeah. We was woke out. So um I had worked with them before. So when another project came and they contacted me, he said, uh, invite some of your friends. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna tell James. And then I just told you, invite whoever you know, invite whoever you want. Cause you're the only one that I told. So I was like, you invite whoever you want. And so you brought Michael and what was your girl, your, the girlfriend, Erica. the girl, Erica. Yeah. Erica. And Erica came. So that's how I ended up meeting Mike. But yes, we, I, I just know that team is super, you know, they're perfectionists. They will do it over and over. And yeah. over, so yeah, we were there like a hot minute. And oh, was it God. was it you, James, who was like, um, I thought this was till four o'clock. They said it was till four. <laughs> and you know what? It's like so. Uh, <laughs> see, I I understand and I know how it can go. Sometimes it go a little bit over or whatever. When they say it started stopping this time, if it was you know it can go a little bit over, which I have no problem with. But it was just uh, now that you tell me like they are perfectionists, we felt that effect that day, and I was like, what are they trying to do again? And once you find out, it was like, yeah, he trying to knock this pull this ball into that hole, and it got to the point where they were like, the girl, I forgot, I don't know her name, but she yeah. said, Look, she was the producer, right? Made it. Yeah. This what we were. <laughs> so that was She's crazy. Like, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, because I felt I was cool with it, but it was just the fact that I know um, Erica. Shout out to Erica uh, Spencer as well. I love her. Yeah. Um, she um. I know she had a certain time to be somewhere, and like uh -huh. it was like every time, it was like every time I asked her to, there was a second time I asked her to be part of something. It's like the time went all way over, and I'm like, she oh, is okay. the person that's trying to see if she wants to get into acting. She has some plan with, I guess, her boyfriend or a friend or something like that, mm -hmm. and she was totally cool. And like I yeah. got to go school with her, and I know that you know she's sweetest pie. She's the sweetest, but mm -hmm. she'll have her moments where she's like. She'll just straight up like, okay, look, this is what we're gonna do, and then you know that that temper right. starts. And I'm like, Erica, I'm like, thank you. She's like, you're fine, you're fine. Like, thank you so much, Erica. Yeah. yeah. But besides all that, um, I, I know you get so many roles and everything, and you know you see this, you see if it goes into the flow of what you want to do. Are there any roles that you say that you will like turn down, or you're like once you really make it, make it out there, where you say to yourself? I can't do this. What roles did you personally felt that told yourself, I cannot do this? You know, that's a really good question. Um, because I, I had this discussion with uh, an act, the, the actor friend that I met on my very first audition. Mm -hmm. and, and we were having that discussion because he was working a lot. And, mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes you don't know what your no is or what your limit is until maybe you are presented with that role and you start to do it. And like, I'm not connecting with this. This ain't yeah. working for me. And yeah, I, I discovered that I had to, and we had, we started having that discussion because I was, we were going to do this production together mm -hmm. and we were reading for, we were asked to read for different roles, right? And <laughs> I had already looked over the, you know, normally you would look over the roles and decide which one you want because you connect with that role. But sometimes, yeah. you know, they want you to read for other worlds. And one of them, I was like, I already know I can't, not the way you want me to deliver it. So I know I can't be nobody's mammy. I like, I like, I'll play, you know, I've, I've, I, like, it took a while toward the end of the year before somebody asked me to be somebody's mama. That's different. <clears throat> but I mean, a mammy, like, right. oh, Lord Jesus. 
Yeah. Uh, did you go to, honey, I can't connect with that. And I'm not yeah. about to. <laughs> listen, <laughs> like listen, not... listen. When I we was on set, right? And Eric has sent me the script and I'm reading it. I'm reading it over again, again, again. Because mind you, he just said, you on set right now, blah, blah, blah. What you got going on? Here's the script. So I'm reading it. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. And they kept putting this man. I forgot the dude name. What was the dude name on the original script? What was it? it was it was supposed to be okay, Vance, and then it was his gay lover. And I'm, right, I'm right. like, oh, okay, who, <laughs> who is this guy? Right. So so like, who is this other man? So we, I know I'm reading the script and I'm like, okay, all right. So I'm driving and I got butterflies in my stomach. And then I meet the cast and it's like, oh, so you supposed to have a boyfriend. I'm like, that hold was on. <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. And then I saw Ursula and Ursula, we get upstairs, we get ourselves together, we get ourselves uh, uh warmed up, and then Ursula was like, Oh, I'm sorry, you loses your boyfriend. I'm like, hey man. Hey, man. I go, I go pull out this phone. I say, now you see this right here? <laughs> it clearly says see error. And I still had it in my I said, man, this is a good opportunity, but I walk away. I yeah. can't I can't do, I can't do that. I respect, I respect yeah. that that community. I yeah. have nothing against that community, but that's just I can't. I, me, Michael Gerard right. Oliver. Yeah. That's your name. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't do it. So, right. uh, I'm I'm waiting for Eric to, to give me some confirmation, like, yeah. like, like everybody. <laughs> like you show you show this in the script. I'm trying to convince everybody a little bit of myself that I'm not, that no, 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 no. That Vance don't have no boyfriend. This is a yeah. girlfriend that he yeah. is wanting after, right? And so then that's when Eric said, oh, we couldn't find it. Because someone else asked the question, he was like, we couldn't find nobody to, to do that role because, you know, we just couldn't find anybody. So no, it's going to be Sierra. It's like, oh, okay. Because everyone got the original script where it was exactly. Yeah. the man. Yeah. Because so. that, that's what I was saying. I was like, okay, I'm waiting for them to cast my parents, and my brother is going to lose his gay lover. And like, I done told the story to everybody. I'm Tasha Sims, and my brother's going to lose his gay lover. And I was like, okay, well, that's a really good storyline. But what I would say to that is, I mean, there are gay actors who could yeah. absolutely love the role, or um, there are some straight people who do um, play the role. But I think it's important to, like you said, you you have to know what your limit is in terms of what you connect with because it's going to dictate how you deliver the role. And right. so I just knew for me, when I was looking at all the other roles that the person was asking me to read for, I read it a certain way. As you know, there are different black mamas on TV. So, you know, there's Felicia Richard on the Cosby show. There's the lady who's on Blackish. There's so many, you know, Lynn Whitfield and Greenleaf. There's right. so, and I can relate to one of those, right? right? I sound like I could be one of those type mom. And nobody at that point had asked me to be a mom. That didn't come until it was like the universe was waiting for me to say yes. Somebody messaged me and said, you don't have to audition. I have this role for you. And I had already seen the shorter version of the film, loved it. They had a premiere and they were extending it to a feature. And so the girl who was the lead, uh, one of my friends, she and her seven-year-old son was there and you know he's all around the place. And then when the film ended, he said, I saw you, I saw you on the screen. 
And I was like, oh, you saw me. And I wasn't in it, but I knew who he thought I was. So I was like, oh, you saw me, huh? And so it was funny that privately the director messaged me and said, I got a role for you. Um, you know, would you be interested in playing like the, the lead's mom? And I was like, I didn't play mom before, but I was like, hell yeah, because I wanted to be in the film. You know right. me, I don't say no. So I'm like, okay. So um, yeah, so, and then as, as soon as I said yes to that, I think it wasn't even a week. Somebody was like, oh, I need you to be in the film, but I need you to give birth. Okay, so now I'm a mama and I'm giving birth on screen. Wow. Okay, so then, and then mama roles started to like, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever. Um, cause I'm working and it's usually, if it's a project I want to be a part of, then okay, cool. But, uh, yeah. So different type mamas I can absolutely do. I just can't be nobody's mammy. Mammy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like my, I mean, I thought I couldn't be a prostitute, but I could do, I mean, if it's a funny comedian, cause in a comedy, I was a drag queen. So I may as well, <laughs> I was like, I was a drag queen, honey, looking ridiculous. Uh, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait till that comes out that summer, but, um, uh, yeah, so I think I probably like I could, but I just think I can't connect to. Just, yeah. Let, let me ask yeah, you. Yeah. Um, what is there any areas that you want to kind of branch off into or uh, outside of, in front of the camera? Do you want to do anything behind the camera in the future? You know what? That is so excellent. Great segue. Okay, so Chris, I'm an author. Oh. These are my two books I've written so far. Um, I, I flashed them for like a second. So I write nonfiction so far. My first book I published. Um, in 2019 January and then the second one I published this um past January um 2021 um and so they're usually spiritual based books you know I call myself the creative Christian so I've written about spiritual warfare in the workplace and about dream the value of our dreams and dream interpretation and they're available on Amazon under Ursula Renee um so I'm naturally a writer I like to you know to tell stories but those are nonfiction because I said I'm a researcher. I, I love nonfiction books, right. but um, I do write creatively and I would love to, now I joined O'Shea's writing team. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'd love to do that. And I also, I just think it would be a natural progression for me as a storyteller to tell my own story. So I'm sure I will be directing and creating and producing my my own stories in the in the future. Right now, I'm absolutely loving um, acting and yeah. being in front of the screen. But behind the screen, I, I'm absolutely, you know, I have books that I'm reading and classes that I'm taking. Um, so prepare me for when I do something behind the screen. When you transition, yeah. what is the right. um, what is the name of your book again? Your YouTube books. I so my this one is the value and interpretation of our dreams mm. right and don't that sound mm. that you know our dreams have value we dream for a reason right, right. They, they they give us messages and it's just a really good it's a it's a great book you enjoy now this one's a little different because you know everybody not ready but this is about spiritual war how to overcome spiritual warfare in the workplace so um you know I, like i said i worked in corporate america for a, mm. a minute and sometimes you just think you stressed and overworked, but yeah. sometimes it's something else. Um, and so mm -hmm. you need to pray and get seek revelation for that. But yeah, I'm gonna get that so. book from my sister because she's in the corporate. She she does. Uh, she works for Exxon, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she'd enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a quick read. Like that one is a hundred page. Whenever somebody reads it, they like it's very insightful. Because I haven't like when I every now and then I'll reread it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, did I write this? 
this is good, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know, because sometimes if you're a writer and you're in the moment, you just write, you know, you yeah. write your thoughts until you can forget, like, completely what you wrote. So, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You know, sometimes you got to take a step back and marvel at what you do. Take, take yeah. that, that is so true. get some fresh air and then just enjoy life that without doing stuff. So, right. So on, on so your, um, you have a wish list of directors or actors that you want to work with one day? Oh, that's great, Chris. Um, you know, what's interesting is I, I, okay, so I realized like I didn't have favorite actors or actresses per se. I had favorite performances. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but when I think about, it's funny because I didn't follow the career of, say, Kerry Washington. I, I, I came to know her from Scandal. And okay. then I was watching, I came across, okay, so she must have done Ray before Scandal. No, and I love, uh, I love Ray. She did she the, uh, the, uh, the King of Scotland. I seen that recently with uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, she's yeah. been doing okay. some work, yeah. That's good. And so because... The movies like that, I remember watching Ray, a rerun of Ray. Every time I say I'm not going to, you know, we I've seen Ray like I don't know how many times. And so when I see the start of it coming, I'm like, I'm not watching this movie again. And so I'm standing there watching. And next thing you know, I'm sitting down and I'm watching. So I, I love the movie Ray. But I remember after I had seen, started watching Scandal off and on, I saw the movie, Ray, the replay of Ray. And I, I remember thinking, well, who? I didn't recognize her and I was trying to figure, well, who is, what's her name? Like, who is this? And I Googled the movie so I could get the cast list. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's Carrie Washington. Like, I, cause I wasn't following her career like that. And I really didn't recognize her. Mm -hmm. uh, and now that you mentioned Akina Scotland, I didn't remember her in that, but I love the movie. Right. Not, not, not that I didn't remember her performance, but maybe I didn't recognize, I wasn't following her career like that. And there's right. another comedy that she did with, um, David Allen Greer is like her dad. Yeah. Um, Do you know that one? It's a comedy. Peoples. Was it? Was it? Peoples. Peoples. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that movie. Yeah. So I think when I reflect on it, I like that she does drama, comedy, mm. and she sells it. I like the way she does it. We probably talk similar. What you know, I ain't got to do no more good. Like we gonna do like I don't. So I like. I would say I would want a wish list for me is just to continue to take roles, be offered roles that allow. Because sometimes I'll I'll go to an audition, and someone will ask me, "So do you prefer to do comedy or drama?" And I really don't want to have to choose. They offer me different things. I love to laugh. And I love. I remember going to a class assessment, and, she, and he was just like, "I can see you doing." A one-hour drama right now like I love what you're doing like you know we're doing exercises together and he was like I love what you're doing I love your pacing and I could see you on like this show like the good girls or something or mm. like he named some shows right so I was like I received and you know I was super new so I'm like oh, I received that Jesus yes yes and so um yeah so what he was saying was like you know I see you doing drama and I do love drama but I love to laugh and I love doing comedy so I really don't want to have to choose and I like the way Carrie like moves between the two and does a good job. So I think that would be, so not really a particular director or um, producer, uh, like I'm open if it's a good project. Gotcha. Uh, that, was, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Ursula. Uh, 
what would you see yourself in five years in this industry? That is an awesome question too. I know I keep saying that. Y'all asking some bomb questions, mostly because these are things that I have, be, as someone who started acting like, you know, a little over a year ago in Houston, yeah. those are things that I had to think about. And I remember being like, okay, so I was on set for, uh, a, it could have been March of last year. And we were like on film and, he, and, and we were being interviewed on film, all the actors. And I noticed when I watched some later, when he finally published them, that most of the people he, he asked, so where do you see yourself? Yeah. And he had not, he didn't ask me that. And I was kind of glad, and I was glad he didn't because I was so new. I was probably like less than two months in and I don't know what I would have said. <laughs> and I think your words matter, right? Yeah. Your words matter. I, I felt like God was teaching me what I say matter. And this is for somebody that's new. Like I was learning. I remember my, my second promo, like in February of last year, mm -hmm. um, I'm on set, you know, with this super diverse cast of people, kids and adults and, the cinematographer that they have flown in from Orlando, you know, after a while of working with different groups of us, um, he looked at the, the four of us still waiting, the adults on this side. And he said, so are all of you actors? Mm -hmm. And I was like, we trying to be. Yeah. And he was like, mm -hmm. he was all offended. He said, trying to be, there is no trying to be. From one gig to a hundred. I remember, I remember, I and remember. And I like to tell people that because it matters what you say, because he got me all the way together. So when he said, you're an actor, whether you've done one gig to a hundred, mm. I was like, okay, I received that. And so from now on, because people were at, when I first started, people would ask, so you trying to act now? But what you doing? Like, you know what I mean? It's a different kind of career to say, okay, because I was doing a vlog and I might post about it when I go on auditions because it was so new to me. It was really for my records, but sometimes I would post. Mm -hmm. And your your friends and, you know, people on social media. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to act. Like, what you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Doing like now? Acting. Yeah. Right. What you, It'd be what better you if you like, oh. I'm a janitor at the school. Oh, that's good. That's good. Exactly. And because I hadn't built that, I hadn't thought about it, I would have agreed with them. Like, yeah. I guess I am. You know, girl, I'm trying to do a list song. I don't know. Yeah. And those are the wrong words to say. So I just felt like with each step, you know, like um, when, when someone first asked me, so are you acting full time? Mm. I hadn't thought about the question. So I'm like, um... Yeah, like I, I didn't know. And so I was like, okay, when, when I was done, I was like, okay, God, I'm gonna get it together. So the next time somebody asked me, I'm gonna just say yes. So it wasn't a week later that somebody says, so, you know, I was looking at your stuff online and I was like, you actually must be acting full time. Is that what you're doing? And I was like, yes. Yeah, yes, yes, boo, I'm acting full. Like, cause your words like absolutely matter. So, uh, so the, back to your question, like where I see myself in five years. I'm glad the person didn't ask me in that interview five, like a year ago, March this 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 time last year, um, because now I can definitely say that, you know, I see myself um, operating in my purpose, and I know it. I've always been creative, and um, I wasn't going to mention, but I remember like a prophet said to me, "I see you on the stage with the curtains open. I see you on billboards." And I see that you have a hidden gift that God is going to bring forth. And honey, that went over my head. Like uh, I was still working and I loved the work that I was doing. Acting was not on my mind. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so I feel like now definitely I understand it and I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I hustle hard. Um, and I, I just see myself building um, my catalog of work, uh, expanding my reach. Um, you know, I, things have been so wonderful in Houston, but of course as an actor or, you know, a, a filmmaker, you, you want your work to have reach and go beyond you know, just being local. And so um, I, I see that happening for me. Um, and as we mentioned before, you know, writing and expanding my talent into other areas of the industry. Beautiful. You see, um, one more question for me. Uh, as far as I know, Atlanta is Atlanta, LA is LA. Mm -hmm. I know Houston has a lot of talent here. What do you think we can, what can, what can we can do to make Houston into that next Atlanta, LA? Like, why, why don't, why can't we have our own um, production houses and things like that here? Like, what can we do to, uh, uh, what do you see happening in that space in the coming years? I like that question. I think, uh, you know, it took a minute for Atlanta to get to that point. Um, I think it was after Katrina that people started to sew into New Orleans. Um, to make that a, a spot as well. Um, and I think for Atlanta, you know, they had the pleasure of having like musical artists and other just black people in general, like flooding to Atlanta to be great and do great things. And so the fact that it moved into the filmmaking industry is no surprise. Um, but Houston is, you know, um, a very large city with plenty of talent. And um, I, I can see it moving in that direction. I mean, there are musical artists that live here as well that are hot. There are many, um, you know, celebrities that live here, whether it's in the off season or they have a home here in, in general. Um, and I think as filmmakers are actively pursuing their dreams, I just see definitely Houston growing. I mean, they sometimes talk about Dallas and Austin as well. But I think that only helps the state in general, like if they're all just working to be great. But I see that, um, you know, there's a, a guy from Dallas that I've seen on four productions here in, in I've seen him on four productions that I've done in Houston. Um, and so I think people recognize, and then I've worked with a couple of people who were in LA. This, so this is important. I think uh, things are aligning where Houston is growing because I've, I've been on productions of people who moved to LA mm. um, because that was the spot. But because of COVID being, making that a heavy hot spot there, it really shut down Hollywood, which yeah. Atlanta is a benefactor of that. But Houston is as well, because I met people who decided, who, who said, well, I moved to LA. To, to get things started there, but they're basically shut down. So I came back to Houston to see what I could do here. That's mm. gonna work in our favor, right? Cause we're like talent is coming here knowing that you can, I mean, we have some beautiful sets that you can have. I mean, if you wanted a, a really nice home to do your film in, you know, you got this family production. Oh my gosh, there's so many beautiful like areas of the city. You don't have to use the same area twice. Um, I mean, I, like I, I shot a music video just at Rice University and it was a great backdrop. But I mean, you could go to the woodlands. If you were gonna do something outside, it's not like you have to use the same scenery twice. There's so much to choose from. I've seen um, movies done in the most beautiful homes. And you know, that they, our Airbnb is like nothing to get in Houston. You know, our properties are not that expensive out here. 
So I think once filmmakers come out here who are not from here, oh, they're going to love it. They're going to see that it's cost effective to make their films in Houston. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Well, Ursula. Hold on, hold on. I, I have a question for for, for my for my sis. I need yes, bro. I, I need you to answer this for me, okay? How did my wife look at that premiere? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on with it. Come on with it, Ursula. Okay. You know what? Your wife is cute. Now look, I know that your wife. You told me um, when we met that your wife is also a fellow uh, Louisianian. So That's of right. course, you know, our women are hot, boo. So right. your your wife was so sweet, and Thank she you. is just too cute. And you. that's why I was trying to get a picture of y'all, but she don't like to take pictures. No, she doesn't. And she had been, she had been on my ass about that premiere. You didn't tell me that it was this. They pull it up in gowns. <laughs> that isn't funny. That's what wife's supposed to do. So you didn't give her all the details. So I, yeah, no- yeah, yeah. We, we, man, we went somewhere yesterday. She's like, this is what I should have walked to the premiere. <laughs> Confirmation right here, man. No, she looks super beautiful. Her dress was appropriate. She looked cute. Her hair and everything was just fabulous. She's just the cutie pie. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That is too funny. Uh, any more questions, gentlemen, for Ursula before she gets out of here? That's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Well, Ursula, we thank you. I know we went over 30 minute mark, but um, it was just, we, it's always a, a joy just talking to you, learning from you, having a conversation with you, sharing the stage or the screen with you. Big, big ups to you. Thank you for sharing this, this with us. We're going to clap you in. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, love. Thank you. I enjoyed it immensely. You know, I'm from Louisiana, so we can talk, honey. So, of course, we went over 30 minutes. That ain't enough. So, I appreciate it so much. You did back anytime. It was so good meeting you, uh, Chris. Y'all asked the best questions. So, great job. And again, congratulations on, like, an excellent podcast. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You keep grinding, you keep going, you keep growing, and we will see you soon. We'll see you uh, on the stage with that Oscar real soon. Yeah, and just know you was here first. You was right. here, here first with us. We we seen it coming. We, okay, Oscar. I'm going to bring my, look, next time I'm going to be holding up my Oscar like this. I'm coming okay. back. Like, yeah. hey, we hear the act just acting up. So. <laughs> We're going to be right there with you with our Oscars. We're like, look right. Yeah. Explain that, yes, right, right that, that's true. That, that, all of us, all of us, we gonna be up there. We gonna like, weren't we just on that new show? Was weren't we? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Your words matter. Yes. Speaking of existence. Yeah. Yeah. You you be safe and enjoy yourself. Take your time out of your busy day. We 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 can't keep on talking about that. Don't work yourself too crazy. But we know you. You know how to handle. You got it. You got it. You got it. Right. You got it. And best wishes on your new film. Thank you. Okay. Bye, fellas. All right. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Back Enough Show probably brings to you our segment that we call Acting the Fool. Yes, indeed. This is the time we take time out of our day to tell y'all who was being the stupidest, dumbest idiot <laughs> this past week and what's been going on. So, Chris, take it away, my friend. Okay. Well, I got a few stories here. Uh, shout out to Huffington Post. 
Huffington Post. Um, this one comes from Bucks County Assistant District Attorney. Uh, I believe that's in Dollstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, a top aide to the district attorney in a suburb in Philadelphia. Um, he was demoted because uh, he was moon. He was caught moonlighting for DoorDash during his work hours. <laughs> so, like now, that job pays like 125k a year. And yeah, the from the months of like October to February, uh, yeah, he was he was making delivery on on, on company time. <laughs> He said he'd been working DoorDash delivering food during those hours. Um, he probably he primarily worked it at nights and weekends. However, he made a poor decision delivering during workday times, he stated. And so I don't know the position they demoted him to, but it's not paying 125K. And so, uh, yeah. That's the legit of that story. He, well, why? Why, why, why he doing DoorDash? Get that. He said personal circum. He said personal circumstances during COVID pandemic uh, is why he started to work the delivery job, and he he said he um, repaid the county with unused vacation time for the money he made delivering food while on duty, and he's asking for a second chance and blah 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 blah. You're and so yeah, that guy's innocent. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's that's the <laughs> that's he's my just first. Trying to, he's just trying to make his money. He's just trying to make yeah. his money. He's just trying to make his money. But man, that got him. He put himself in a worse situation trying to do yeah. too much. You know, mm. that's like that's like stealing time. You know, you delivering food yeah. in company time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never heard of shit like that. But okay. Oh yeah, we got that in, in radio. <laughs> like in radio, we used to have that. Like uh, uh, uh if you. Clocking hours that you're not really even working, that's called stealing time. And so, yeah. Mm. Stealing time. So he can't do that. Yeah, but hey, you ever had someone say, um, they're going to deliver some food? <laughs> Man, you know what probably happened? Somebody ordered something at the office and <laughs> he bought it. He showed up like, oh, hey, I got, got your food for you, huh? Man, what you doing? Hey, I mean, I saw the delivery guy downstairs, but I was going. Wait, what are you? Something well, ain't right. Right here on the. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I can't... you order tie, right? Like, what are you doing, man? Get your stupid ass out of here, man. <laughs> it's, uh, my second story comes from uh, San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas, right down the street. Uh, mm. So the Trump wax figure had to be moved because people kept punching it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the wet at the Lewis Casares Waxworks in San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, at deep scratches after repeated attacks by visitors. <laughs> they said they had to remove the display because customers just kept punching and scratching it. <laughs> the people are really upset with Trump. It's like, you know what? I can't hit them for real, but <laughs> you know, we ain't we haven't heard anything from Donald Trump. Well, you know, he's been banned from social media, too. So. <laughs> he gonna oh, Facebook. yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> they took, they took uh, his voice away. I'm glad. Oh. <laughs> that dude, that man. That's funny. Shout out to San Antonio. Y'all some real ones for that one. Yeah, <laughs> they, they had to, because... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, hey, it gets up on me. I'm tired of y'all messing this stuff up, man. Every time you walk by, 
<laughs> do a Donald Trump. Should do a drinking game with it. Okay, so for my last story, shout out to um, Quavo. Oh, man. He is a fool for what he did. So as, as we all know, him and Saweetie uh, broke up. Yep. And, you know, a while back, he gave a Bentley. <laughs> so mm. since they broke up, Quavo sent a repo man to Saweetie's house. Go and move. Bentley back. Go move. Uh, I swear to God, go move. Bentley cost $350,000. So. Hey, we got to get that back. That's yeah. a go move. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing I wrong summer, with that. Huh? Ain't no wrong with that at all, bro. I don't see nothing wrong with that. It was a Bentley convertible. Bentley convertible, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no hot girl summer. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm breaking wouldn't. up. It's over, over. It's over, over. Man. I wouldn't Man. personally bring it. I wouldn't. Me personally, I wouldn't take it back. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, I would. That's three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Hell yeah! I, I need that. I need that. I need this. Dude. You have to just come up off me and be like, "Yeah, I still got my Bentley." Nah. But did he really do that? Cause I I, I saw that and I was looked. I'm like, "Oh, he didn't really do that." I didn't think that was for real. Man, I don't know. It's not. It's, it's, that's the that's the word on the street. That's the word on the street. Word on the street. Word on the street. You a suspect? Right, man. I keep <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing different things about about you know why they broke up. Some are like he like he said that her friend said that he was under, that she treated him like an undervalued or somebody, he didn't, I don't know, it was a lot yeah, he, of- He said- um, Valued or something? Yeah, he said, you're not the woman I thought you were. Um, <laughs> Cause she released, I guess she revealed her, her single status and that they had broken up and you know, they, I guess they got into like this Twitter thing and they've been airing out their laundry on Twitter. Cause they was together for two years. And he was like, I know you want to make this into a, to a show. So I'll play my part just this one time. Is what you know. I don't normally put my business out there, especially in my personal life. I feel yeah. the need to address this. So there are no false narratives. I had loved you and disappointed, and disappointed you did all that. You're not the woman I thought you were. I wish you nothing but the best. And then give me my call back. <laughs> <laughs> and then she responded back with, "Take care, man." Yeah. Like I heard, like she wanted to. Uh, him to be a part of a threesome with another guy or something like that. And I'm like, wow, all these rumors. I'm like, dude, this No, 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 no. See, see, I, only only people that have been in relationships a lot longer yeah. would understand her response. Her response wasn't to say, okay, we're going to have a threesome with another guy. That was basically saying, okay, you want a threesome? All right, we're going to get another guy. You understand what I'm saying? That's that's what that was. It wasn't like, yeah, we finna have a threesome with another guy. No, it was like, oh, you want a threesome? We're gonna yeah. bring another guy. That's that's she probably never gonna do no shit. Like, I don't know, person, I don't know. But yeah. I, like I say, I know, I know that response. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we here at the we here at the Just Acting Up show. We only hear these rumors. We don't know if these are true yeah, or not, ladies and gentlemen. But, but, but I know that's a classic woman. That is, <laughs> I swear that's a that's a classic woman response. Now you get some women that's with it. All right, yeah, that's what's up. But then that what she said. I know that response. That's a wifey response. <laughs> that's a wife and them there like kid. And they pay yeah. bills today. You want a what? <laughs> 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 Is it what? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Girl, you can have that, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> we can bring another guy. Oh, man, never mind. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I left my keys over there, man. <laughs> 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 let, me, let me catch that car back. Oh, my gosh, man. It's too much, man. This pandemic, bro. Like, I just don't, like, people just, I don't know, man. People going crazy, man. that are inspiring of course it is talk about mental health so there is some um, tear-jerking moments there are some um, dark deep dark and scary moments but we talk about this to where is that you don't have to be a victim of your mental health um and shout out to everybody who are dealing with these good symptoms or dealing with anything that can hold them back from going about their day uh, so we you know hearts and prayers go out to you so this one article we came across uh can't i can't really remember who actually found this but shout outs to both of you whoever it is the ones who found it and let's see so this article uh i found it uh when they you guys sent the video to me i found it research i found it this is on people um on the people website uh, a man who survived suicide jump from golden gate bridge shares his story to help others the moment i i hit freefall was an instant regret it's pretty much what he's saying and let me see his name. I think I, I mentioned his name. Yeah, Kevin Hines. He jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge. He was 34 at the time in September of 2000. And once when he jumped, he suffers from bipolar disorder and pretty much depression. But he pretty much takes a combination of therapy, medication, exercise, and other means to keep himself uh, going. And of course, like I said, he jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge and he survived mm. and right instantly he said when he jumped from the bridge he said he regretted it and right when he and because pretty much jumping from that high up from the golden gate bridge and smacking into that water it's pretty much you're hitting concrete even though it was water yeah i know everybody knows you see the movies and people jump from these high buildings these people yeah. stunts they have things to protect themselves or to slow their momentum down. i don't know what all they use but that's a scary situation uh, and right, he said, right when he hit that water, boom, he was, you know, that this is just God that, that came in. And they said doing research, only a total of 25 people have survived from it. But that was back in 2000 when it happened. I don't know what how many has probably attempted or jumped from it and survived now. But he broke three vertebrae when his, when his body hit the, the water. He came afloat and but uh, what was helping him get to a certain spot to where if somebody came and helped him out, a sea lion actually helped him and pushed him, was helping him push him. And that, so shout out to sea lion, <laughs> but uh, it was just a crazy, crazy story. And the motivational part behind it is when he actually, you know, checked himself into the psychiatric center. When it happened, he was saying, God, this can't be it. God, I don't want to die. He heard so many voices um, on his way to uh, make that jump and he was just sitting on the bus and he was saying he told himself that if anybody would have came up to him and just said hey how you doing because you know he said he was it looked like he was going through some things 
I know we all afraid and when we on the bus or whatever, we let people go on about their way. But if somebody would just say something to the guy or just like say, hey, how you doing? Or what's your day? He probably would have talked himself out of it. But voices were so strong in his head. You never know what's going on through the thoughts of somebody in, in their head or what's going on. But he was just, he was going through it. And he heard so many voices, but right when he jumped off, though all those little voices, all those many voices became one. And that one voice was his. And he was saying, why did I do this? God, please save me. God, this. Not everybody gets lucky with that. Um, and he checked himself into the psychiatric center, healed up. And while he's healing up, his wife that uh, he has now, he met her through the psychiatric center. She was visiting she was visiting somebody, one of her family members that was in the psychiatric center as well. And you know, she has a big heart. And so she plays a big pivotal role in helping him with what he goes through. And of course, with dieting and exercising and with taking his medication and doing everything everything else to help himself out. It still is a battle. And uh, it's, it's inspiring because when he was there, a priest came through and spoke to him and said, you should share your story because it can really help some people out. And that's what he does now. Uh, and that's what he has been doing. And I just thought that was really inspirational. So Hats off to you gentlemen. Thank you for sharing that, uh, for sending it in the messenger so we can able to share that story to help others out that are going through something. So yeah. Purpose, man. You never know what your purpose is, man. We have yeah. a reason. So, you know, it's good that, you know, now by him going through that, you know, now his, he has a purpose in sharing that story with others that may help somebody else that may be going down that same path. Mm -hmm. you know? So that test became a testimony, you know, mm -hmm. he's walking in it now. So, yeah. You know, the one thing that I got uh, from out of that, uh, it was a lot of things, but the, the one thing that I got from it was when he was just looking for someone to say something to him. Yeah. And the crazy part is, is he had a father. He had a father. And he couldn't come to his father with his, with his problems. And he just told his father when he left, hey, I love you. And then he went on and he went on the bus and he was looking for someone. Now, some people will say, well, why he didn't go to his father? Some of the problems that you have with yourself that you balance, you can't, you don't feel, you don't feel comfortable, even though that your father, your mother, you don't want to come to them with it. You just, mm -hmm. it, it's just one of those things. I, I can't explain it. I was talking to someone the other day. I can't explain it, but you feel so comfortable in confiding with someone that is not your relative, mm. you know? And um, we as a community needs to talk to someone because we may not be comfortable coming to a friend of the family or a cousin or a sister or a brother or even your mom or your dad. It's okay to go talk to someone. And when you do get that that change or that spark that you that you need to to make adjustments for yourself so you can you can feel better for yourself. That other person that in your life you can't get mad like you give you like I could have told you that man like oh man you could have came to me. No, just be thankful that they went out and they got help. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, his father didn't probably feel no type of way that he was out looking for someone to talk to, you know, because if he would have talked to someone on the bus, they would have talked him down and he would have done it. 
I'm pretty sure his father wouldn't have been mad. Oh man, you could have came and talked to me. Oh, all this and that and the third. No. Yeah. This person saved my son. Whoever he was, his purpose was to ride that that bus same time with my son and to talk to him. That was his purpose. Same thing with a counselor. Same thing with, with someone that you feel comfortable with going with your problems. That person is there for a reason. Yeah. You know, so use it. You know, if you don't feel comfortable talking with any of your relatives or family, you know, it's okay to go outside to get that, that, that much needed help. Yeah. It was, um, I don't know if I shared this. Y'all can stop me if I did share if a story started to sound familiar. When I was a security guard at MD Anderson and I would have to um, sit at this, this post and right next, there would be like a door, slide, slide through door or whatever. Automatic doors that people can just walk in off of the metro realm. And you, when you ride metro bus, you're gonna meet some some people. Uh, so they will always tell us if somebody that doesn't belong in there, that doesn't have a badge, or not a student or whatever, a doctor, or whatever, tell them that they have to leave. You know, and so this is where your words and what you say really come into play. So this guy comes in and he just asks me, Hey, can I use the restroom? He looked like something was wrong with him. You can tell sometimes, you know, you can kind of tell, like, I'm like, yeah, man, just, you know, as long as you come, I, and I told him, I said, yeah, man, long as you come back here and head on out, you go in, use the restroom and come back out, you're completely fine. If not, then, you know, I got to come in there, come get you or somebody else going to come get you. And, you know, you, you want to just go ahead and just follow the rules. If you can do that, we good, man. You cool. Use the restroom and we all right. So, all right. Thank you. He went off. He went to go use the restroom. We come back. The building getting ready to shut down. And he was just talking to me. And you, I kind of, way talking, I kind of could feel what's going on. And so he was having like the worst day ever. And so he was like talking and I was like, hey man, I just told him something. I just made up something. I, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I said, hey man, you know, Michael Jordan never really wanted to play basketball, right? He's like, really? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man. And look how amazing he did. Now look at you. You might not want to really do something like that, but you can probably become just as amazing and big as, you know, you can become, you can do whatever you want to do, man. Just keep going for it. This man didn't want to play basketball first, but he got into it. Look where he's at now. And he just, it's like his mind blown. He's like, dude, I was, I felt like that. And like, he's like, man, I, I struggle with bipolar disorder and, and, and I just wasn't feeling right. But you was just saying that did a lot for me. And he went on by his way. <laughs> but just by saying that, man, just help the man out, so. Um, yeah, that's that's one of my little stories. I just wanted to share with y'all. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing, great show. Thank you, thank you for all you tuning in. For shout out to Ursula for for joining us today. So thank shout you, Ursula. Y'all be sure to follow her on social media. She's doing big things, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, follow us, like us, like us, follow us, follow us, like us. Instagram, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yep. YouTube, all that good stuff. Just acting up. So you gonna see this picture right here? These these three gentlemen right here doing big things right here. So y'all follow that right yeah. there. Yeah. Like, subscribe, subscribe, and like. Hit that bell button at the bottom. You know, if you like it that much, share it too. You know, tell a yeah, friend to tell a friend to tell a kid. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. There you go. They said sharing is caring. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, share that thing. Share that thing. Y'all be safe out there. Watch yourself. Protect yourself at all times. And uh, 
Hey, like I said, uh, you want to spend your money on crab legs, shrimp, and crawfish? That's that's on you. You know, we trying to do some business moves out here. We trying to. I'm already seen a whole bunch of new rims. <laughs> I have I have never seen so many paper tags in my life. There's paper tags everywhere. Paper tags everywhere on each car, like five or six cars I see a day. Paper tags. Oh my gosh, man! They ain't ready. They ain't oh. ready, boy. Yeah. But hey, hey, money bag Joe said that. Enjoy your money. That's what he said. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't beat the party going, Joe. And we intend to do that. All right, John.